Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host who collects fancy keychains from her travels around the world, Dr. Grace Lee. The first time I started collecting keychains was when I went to Las Vegas for the first time. And if you've ever been there, every hotel in Las Vegas, on the on the strip anyway, they have their own branding, they have their own look and feel, and there's a theme to each hotel. And each hotel, they make these really fancy, really fun keychains. The design of it is just so unique. And so that's where I first started this this habit of collecting keychains wherever I go. And since then, of course, I've been to different countries around the world. And every time I look for keychains that are very unique, that they have this shape that is unique to that country or unique to that culture. And it's interesting because I started traveling before I joined Facebook, you know, like Facebook was early, early 2000s. And I started traveling before that. And at that time, I was carrying around this film camera. If you if you know what I'm talking about, they are it's like a SLR camera where it's where you load a Kodak film at the back. And you it's not digital. And you have to like, Take when you're done the roll of film, there's like 24 or something like that, 24 pictures you can take per roll. And then when you finish with one roll, you take it to get developed in the shop. And I remember every time I traveled to a city, I had to like eight to 10 rolls with me every time. So my luggage space was occupied by rolls of film. And I was always so afraid of losing it. And because it was where my pictures and everything. So I was actually, I was actually a late adopter to digital cameras because the first digital cameras that came out weren't good quality enough for me. So I stuck with film for quite a long time. And of course, with the advent of social media, I adopted Facebook, I think in 2006. That's when I came onto it. And it, for me, Facebook was just about sharing travel photos, sharing life photos with friends. And it was just people I knew that I hung out with that were local. And it expanded from here. But, you know, recently I heard something that was a really good piece of wisdom about around social media. And it goes like this. And so I was I was talking with a friend and he was like, he told me, you know, Grace, up until this point, you have been treating social media for pleasure. Now it is tra- it's time to use social media for business. And when he said that, that really resonated with me because I realized that, well, at that time I wasn't starting a business, but it was true. You know, social media now, even if you're not, even if you're not starting a business, if you're not an entrepreneur, your employers, your future bosses, your potential collaborators are going to Google you because they want to find out more about you. They want to know whether or not they want to start a particular relationship with you. And what's going to come up are keywords that are associated with your social media profiles, whatever you have posted on Facebook or or Instagram are going to come up in that search. And I I never had any embarrassing photos because I'm not about the club scene. I don't go to bars. I don't, I don't actually don't drink alcohol, but I wasn't worried about them finding embarrassing photos because I knew I didn't have any. I was more of an introvert, (laughs) introvert back then, but I was just realizing that I had I had control over the over the reputation that was out there. And that was what that statement meant for me, was realizing that I actually have more control over my reputation, over my own personal brand than I thought I did. So when I made that shift, 
you know, I, I didn't have any pictures I wanted to delete because I was embarrassed about it. I didn't, so I didn't do that. But it was more about changing my social media profiles so that they say that what I want them to say. And I can, I have control over what I want people to discover about me. And he, that's, that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about today. It's about LinkedIn because LinkedIn is the professional face of Facebook. It's the other side of Facebook. I mean, if you want to think of it that way. And LinkedIn is definitely now for professional use. And it, it, I mean, it is social media. It is social. There's interaction. There's engagement. But it, there's an understanding that for LinkedIn, it is for professional use, right? It's not the, it's not like, it's a different culture compared to Facebook. It's a different culture compared to Instagram and Pinterest and other social media. But it's, but a lot of people, and this is what I find from working with a lot of professionals, is that they are a little too docile on LinkedIn. In other words, they're, they're, they have a profile, they just set it up because it's like, oh, you need a LinkedIn profile. So then they set it up and then they just leave it. But I feel that, and I want to get this message out there, is that there's a whole there's a whole new functionality in LinkedIn. There's a lot of untapped potential on LinkedIn that people aren't using. So, but I, I mean, I don't have time to get into that and that'll probably be in another episode. But today, what I want to talk about is how, is, is to give you some tips on how to build a strong brand on LinkedIn, because really LinkedIn is searchable on Google, right? They are going to find your name. They're going to find keywords associated with you on LinkedIn. And when someone lands on your LinkedIn profile, you want to give them a very powerful, a very compelling first impression because everything that goes on your LinkedIn, you have control over that. So what do you want to be known for, right? What do you want them to find? What reputation do you want to convey? And that is how you can control that on your LinkedIn. So just want to give you some tips on how to build a strong and compelling brand. One that is, one that is, uh, everlasting, one that leaves the impression you want people to leave, and also one that is searchable, right? Because there's no point in having LinkedIn profile if you're going to keep it quiet or if you're going to not fill it out or not complete it, right? Okay, so the first tip I have is to really have a forward-facing, like a client-focused, a client-focused profile. And even if you aren't running a business or if you're not an entrepreneur, what I mean by client focus, it just means that you're focused on the person who you want to land on your profile, right? So everybody serves someone. You, Everyone has an audience. So if you are working for someone and you're in a particular industry, what is that industry that you are in and who are the people that you actually serve in your role? So maybe you are, for example, maybe you are a project manager and you're in a particular industry, right? If you're in the automotive industry and you are a project manager, so who are the people that you serve, right? And what what is their language? What are their problems? What are the challenges that they, they, they do have? So because everybody who lands on your profile, They've searched you for a certain reason, or maybe they landed upon you because they were searching, searching certain keywords and it came across your profile. So there was an intent behind that search that allowed them to come to your profile. So if they click, that's another thing. So they search, that's one, that's one action. The second action is they choose to click on the link that leads to your profile. That's the second action they take. So they take that second action, they landed on your profile. What are they going to see? Right. The first thing they're going to think is, well, what's in this for me? How, and so why you want to give them a strong purpose about why they landed on your profile and how is that going to help them? So the first thing they see is your profile. 
they look at it, they want to see a photo, see a photo of you, a clear picture of you, so that your eyes are connecting to their eyes, your face is fully visible and clear, so that they have this connection. And what the first thing they're going to read is your profile, the headline and the profile, right? So your summary section, if you are looking for a job, then it's going to reflect your resume. But if you're not looking for a job, your summary section should really not be a resume, right? So I encourage people, you know, when you're setting up your summary section, you know, you want to share about yourself. I mean, this is a social media profile. I mean, LinkedIn is social media. Nonetheless, they do and they do encourage engagement and you do want people to engage with you. You want them to take a certain action when they come onto your profile. So I encourage people to share their why story, right? Why are you doing what you do? How did you get here? Just very briefly, write it in the first person point of view. Instead of like, my name is Grace, I wouldn't say, oh, Grace is a doctor in neuroscience. Grace did her PhD, you know, like that's talking about yourself in the third person. So you would use I, I did this, I, and I'm interested in this. These are my skills, right? So you want to write in the first person point of view. So when the person who comes on on your profile starts reading it, it sounds like you're talking to them, Right, so write in the first person point of view and speak directly to your target audience in that summary profile. So it sounds like you are talking to them one-on-one and it sounds like that content, your profile, was tailored to them. So you want to make sure in that summary section that they know they're in the right place and that you are the right person. Right, Because remember, they had to take certain a certain key actions in order to land on your profile. There was a search that had to take place. There had to be an interest to click on your profile. And then they had to stay on your profile. All of these actions lead to where you want, what you want them to do next when they land on your profile. Right. So that's why at the end of the summary, you have a certain, something called a call to action. So what do you want them to do when they land on your profile? Do you want them to book a phone call with you? Do you want them to go and um, make an appointment on your booking page? Do you want them to email you? Do you want, you know what I mean? So, So the call to action is really important because if they come away with your page and they don't take an action, then you might have lost an opportunity to connect with someone who might be important in your professional future or a client if you are a business owner. So always include a call to action at the end of your profile, but make the profile super client focused so that they know they're in the right place. And the second, so the second tip I have is to optimize your profile for LinkedIn search. Now, this, now I, I, LinkedIn is not as developed as Facebook is, it's not as developed as Instagram is, and there's a lot of changes that have been happening on the back end of LinkedIn recently. And what one of the things that's really powerful is the LinkedIn search. So that search bar on the top of LinkedIn when you sign in is really powerful. If you have a sales navigator or if you paid for membership on LinkedIn, if you're not using the free membership, you have even more advanced search functions in that bar. But even if you are in the free membership, you know, if you're free, not paying for your LinkedIn membership right now, that search bar is still very powerful and allows you to refine your search. It uses Boolean search a lot like Google does. And you want to be found, right? There's no sense in setting up a social media profile. If you want to stay hidden, if you, if you don't want to go out, if you don't want to get your message out there, if you don't want to be seen or heard, then there's no sense in setting up a social media profile. And you want to be searched. So when you optimize your profile for LinkedIn, you're always thinking about who am I serving? Who are the, or if you're a job ser- job seeker and, you, and you're looking for the next opportunity, then your question that you're asking is, who are the kind of people that I want to connect to? 
And these are the people that that have a real influence on your professional future. Those are the people you want to connect with. So you're always asking yourself, what do they want? What would they be searching? What are certain keywords? What are certain phrases? What are what's the language they would be using? And you try to incorporate that in your own profile. Right. Try to incorporate that in a story that you tell in your profile. Try to incorporate that in your work experience, in your headline, your subject head, in your LinkedIn profile headline. Right. So you try to ask yourself, what are these key words that people would be, would be looking for either in Google or LinkedIn search? Because you want your profile to come up when those, when your audience is searching for them. Right, so that's how you optimize your profile. And it's not about sounding fake. You don't want to sound you don't want it to sound robotic, right? You're just using you're just writing up your profile, sounding authentic. It's grammatically correct. It sounds professional. Everything is spelled correctly. You're not keyword stuffing or anything like that. But you want to incorporate as many keywords as you can. And of course it has to you to, you're you're being honest and truthful at the same time, but optimizing your profile to get discovered and to get found. Right. And so the third tip is to turn off the people also viewed function. If you go to someone's profile that you don't know, on the right hand side, if you say you're logged into LinkedIn and then you click on someone's profile that you don't know, on the right hand side, there's a column on LinkedIn where there's a headline that says people also viewed. And then there's a list of a very summary with, with their photos of people, different people's profiles. So what that means is that when someone landed on this profile, they also looked at these other people as well. That's what it means by people also viewed. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because LinkedIn is trying to encourage connectivity. It's trying to encourage building networks. So therefore, if you visited someone else's profile, LinkedIn is trying to suggest other people that are related to him or her so you can connect with them as well. And so same is true with you. If someone lands on your profile, they will also have suggestions of other profiles they could check out. But the tip here, and this is like a pro tip, is to turn that function off. And the reason why is because especially if you are in business, you're an entrepreneur and you have clients, right? You LinkedIn will end up showing people who are your direct competitors, Right. And the people also viewed because LinkedIn is, is in their algorithms. They're matching who's similar to you. So if you offer a service in your business and someone comes across your profile, they're going to see on the sideline people also viewed and those are going to be your competitors. So you don't want to give people reasons to click out of your profile into someone else's profile. Now, it, this is the same, same thing is true. If you're not a business owner, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're a job seeker. Right. So LinkedIn will also match your profile to other people's who are similar. So if you're a job seeker and someone comes across your profile and they're looking for talent, if they could be a recruiter or maybe they are a hiring manager or a, a leader in a company, whoever they are, they're looking for talent and they click on your profile. And if they see on the side, right hand side of your profile, people also viewed and there's someone on the side who appears to be more attractive in terms of their headline or or their their the professional quality of their image or whatever it is, then they end up clicking away from your, your from your profile. And the the goal of having a profile is for them to stay on your profile and eventually and eventually do your call to action, which is whatever you want it to be, book a call with you or to send you an email. That's what you want them to do is come to your profile, stay on your profile and take an action, the action that you lead them to, the action that you tell them that you want them to take. 
right? So I would encourage to shut off that option of people also viewed. And it's easy to do that. It's just in the function, in the privacy setting of your LinkedIn. If you go to the privacy setting, it'll it'll tell you, do you want to turn this function off? People also view it and then you just click yes. So that is the third tip. The fourth tip is to write a headline that is click worthy. Because if you think about it, if people are searching, they're cl- searching and then they're searching for certain keywords in LinkedIn search. LinkedIn will pop up uh, pages and pages of profiles, but your summary, your LinkedIn summary is not going to show up. The only thing that shows up is your profile if you made it public, which I encourage you to make your, your photo public, right? So the only thing that will show is a, is a photo and your headline. And so the headline is going to one or two seconds at most they will read that and decide whether or not that is a profile they're interested in learning more about. So your headline needs to be click-worthy, right? Incorporate your keywords in there, incorporate something interesting, maybe do a little bit of copywriting, you know, it's just include some language that will be a pattern interrupt. So when they see it, the first second, they will be curious enough or intrigued enough that they want to click through into your profile. So that is important. That's how you build a strong brand. And of course, that headline needs to be representative of you. It needs to be representative of what you can do, any credentials that you have, any any noteworthy awards, or maybe some noteworthy people that you've worked with, something that raises your credibility, you know, your 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 trustworthiness, and it raises your level of intrigue that people want to get to know more of you. Right. So that is the fourth tip. The fifth tip, and I mentioned it earlier, is to have a clear call to action. That is just something, what do you want that what do you want visitors to do when they come to your profile? And that's it. You just have to decide. Do you prefer a phone call? Do you prefer a visit to your booking link to book an appointment with you, an email, whatever it is that you want them to do? Make it clear and tell them exactly what you want them to do. And calls to action, they can go at the bottom of your profile. So after you've written your profile, then at the bottom, there would be something like, do you uh, want to learn more or do you want to connect on this subject? Then email me at and then your email address. It could be like that. A call to action can also happen in your work experience. So let's say you have your current work experience. Maybe you're doing several projects at the same time and you list them all as work experiences. At the end of each description of work experience, you can also have calls to action. And your call to action could be different depending on the context of the project that you're working with, right? So let's say for me, for example, I have several I have several uh, I have several current work experiences that are going on at the same time, right? I have one where I'm the founder of Mastery Insights. I have one where I'm host of Career Revisionist podcast. And each of those calls to action are different. They're very different. So one of them is like, come and watch my webinar. And this is the topic of my webinar. And then another one is watch my free training. And here it is. And then one of them is, if you want to be on the show, contact me at this email address. You see, so calls to action can exist at different levels of your of your LinkedIn profile and throughout your LinkedIn profile. So think about each step of the way as they read down your profile, what action do you want them to take? Because the last thing you want is for a visitor to touch your come across and touch point on your profile and just go away with nothing, right? So you want them to make an action. So decide for you what that is and make it clear and tell them exactly what you want them to do. The sixth tip is in your post-secondary education, you know, you want to, you want to have 
sources of credibility. And one of them is to fill out other sections of your LinkedIn profile. There's so many that you can put in there. But one of them that is key is your post-secondary education. I don't think it's necessary if you're a professional to put in high school anymore. But it's good, especially if you've been to a noteworthy school, especially if you have um, have higher level degrees or higher level certifications to put those in. And it's not necessary if you don't want to include the year at which you graduated because you are uncomfortable with it or maybe you've experienced ageism in the past, then you don't need to include the years if you don't want to. At the very least, demonstrate that you've gone through this high-level training or that you've gone to this particular school or this institution that's noteworthy just so that you have it on your profile and they can see your history, right? So that is tip number six. Tip number seven is your skills. A lot of people neglect this one. And maybe because, you know, it's easy that if you are going through a career transition or maybe you are new in a, you've just started a new career direction and you're just building up your credibility in this new direction, then a lot of people, they kind of feel like, well, I don't want to put any skills yet because that might change coming up. I'm, I'm going to go through some changes. I, I want to be known for something different. Or maybe they're new in this career path and they're thinking, well, I'm new here. I don't think that I can list it as a skill yet because I'm just still starting to learn out, just starting, starting up and learning this skill, right? But here's the thing. Don't neglect the skill section. Even if you don't want to be known for it anymore, there could be one skill in there that is transferable. There could be one skill that you list that when people come across your profile and they see it, it puts you in a, in a very professional light. Right? It gives you trustworthiness. It raises your credibility. It shows, that, it shows where you've come from and how you're able to adapt and be agile in your learning in these new skills, you see. So use keywords in your skills. And make sure that the most relevant skills are at the top of the list. And you have control over those as well. LinkedIn's very flexible on how you promote your skills and what skills that you can list. It doesn't mean that you need to list every single skill you have in your whole life. Just the ones that are most relevant. Just the ones that demonstrate a level of professionalism or a level of specialty or a level of learning that you want to illustrate that you've transitioned into different fields, right? So that's how you can use the skills section. It's not just about impressing other people, but it's also showing your career trajectory, your learning potential, and your willingness to solve problems and your ability to do so, right? So these are just some of the tips that I have on building your strong brand. So if you're listening to this and you are just starting out your LinkedIn profile or you have a LinkedIn profile, but it's been dormant, you've not, you've not done much with it and, you've, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I need to vamp my profile. Then I have, I have created something for you. Just so if I have your permission, just to spend a couple of minutes talking about something that I created for you. It is a template. So I've created a, a template that shows you just the plug and play template. So you can just fill in the blanks and then you're ready to go. So I've done all the heavy lifting for you. I've created a template that you can use to to plug and play, create your LinkedIn profile to match that with a strong brand. And again, included with that template is a guide to show you and to give you a little bit more than what I've done in this episode, a little bit more handholding into how do you think about, you know, how do you create this profile? How do you write it? What is the, get you thinking about the keywords that you want to use, get it, get you thinking about what the headline can be, the call to action, where they go, right? And so the, there's illustrations in this guide as well and the templates as well. So you can just plug and play 
and you are ready to go in one day. So if you're interested in that, just go to careerrevisionist.com slash LinkedIn. So that's careerrevisionist.com slash LinkedIn. And there is a guide for you. The templates are there as for you. And there's also templates where you can outreach to people, which you can type so that you can just plug and play, personalize it a little bit, and then you are ready to go. So I'll put those that link in the show notes as well, just to help you out with your LinkedIn, because now LinkedIn is going is is already really the primary social media platform for professionals to not only search for careers, but also to reinvent themselves, to connect with powerful people in the community, and also to build strategic alliances. Right? There's so much that is happening with LinkedIn, and there's so much that is to come with LinkedIn. Right, So if you haven't done so already, Please, please, please don't neglect your LinkedIn profile. If you're not on LinkedIn as already, if you're not on LinkedIn yet, please remember to set up your profile and start connecting with folks. You know, Find your voice. LinkedIn is a great platform to start to find your voice. You can publish on LinkedIn. You can write articles on LinkedIn. You can post videos on LinkedIn. Uh, write posts as well with hashtags. And all of that is now on LinkedIn. So find your voice there. This is a platform for you to share your knowledge, to show and demonstrate your authority in a certain degree. And if you are reinventing yourself, it is a great platform to start to talk about who you want to be and start rebranding yourself and start to be known for what you want to be known for. Right. So if you like this, if you had an aha, let me know what you have found. If you are, have already set in, set up your LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn profile and you want to share that, drop a link. I'd love to see your LinkedIn profiles. Just go to Apple, Apple iTunes, find my, my podcast. Career Revisions podcast and drop it in the comments. And as well, while you're there, please leave me an honest feedback. Your feedback is so important to me. Give me a thumbs up as well if you like this podcast. And if you have any questions, you can drop those there as well. Um, if you're not an Apple user, that's all right. I'm not an Apple user. Just go to careerrevisionist.com slash podcast. Choose your favorite podcast platform and leave reviews for me there as well. Drop your links there as well. I'd love to see them. Love to see your profiles. Reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. Dr. Grace Lee, that is my handle. And I would be happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. So thank you once again for listening to another episode of Career Revisionist Podcast. Thank you. And we'll talk again soon. 